Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and last week we talked about money is an energy, and I had a great response from that, so I'm going to do some more work with you on that. We're going to talk more deeply about that in some coming episodes, but today I want to offer you guys something very, very special because last week I spent some time in the jungles of a small pueblo called Chemuyil. This is a town that exists between Playa del Carmen and Tulum, just south of Acumal. Now, if you are familiar with Quintana Roo at all, then you fly into the north part of the peninsula in Cancun, and then you start to drive south. It's a road that goes through the peninsula, and it's called the 307. And as you drive south, about 45 minutes south of Cancun is Playa del Carmen. And Playa del Carmen is beautiful. It's a bigger city. It's not as big as Cancun. Cancun is very, very big, but Playa del Carmen is a nice city. It's very modern. There's a lot of expats there. There's a lot of modernity there. You know, there's a Walmart there. (laughs) There's a Home Depot there. So there's a lot of modern stuff there. And then if you drive another 45 minutes south from Playa del Carmen, you end up in Tulum. And you guys know I love Tulum. Tulum is the most beautiful place in the world for me. It is not as modern as Playa del Carmen. It is very spiritual. It is a mecca of spirituality. There's a lot of yoga. It's kind of like Bali. If you guys have ever been to Bali, it's kind of like that. It was a lot of yoga, a lot of healing, a lot of breath work, a lot of plant medicine. There's just a lot of things happening here for people to come and engage a healing process. Not a healing process that you would go to like a doctor for or a therapist for, but a healing process where you would go because you are healing from the conditioning of the physical realm, of the physical plane. And that's kind of what I do with you guys. I hope you guys remember who you are. You are spiritual beings having a human experience. And a lot of what I get, what nourishes me, comes from Tulum because down here, it is a very spiritual place. It's a positive vortex of energy. And I went deep into the jungles this last week, brothers. I wasn't in the Amazon like I was when I was in Peru, right? Because that's down south. But the jungles here in Quintana Roo, they have a medium canopy and they have a variety of life. So it's very, very similar. And I worked with a few shamans on this excursion. I had many, many, many beautiful experiences. And over the next few weeks, I will open up about these experiences and how the downloads I received from plant teachers, ancestors, and past lives have been aimed to serve you, my global family. It's wild because the messages that I received when I was in the jungle were about you. They were about how I can teach you, how I can share it with you, 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 my family. That is who you are, my brothers. You are my family. And I know I haven't met most of you. I realize that. I know I haven't met most of you. I know that many of you have left reviews on the podcast. Some of you have sent me emails. A few of you have even enrolled in the academy. Academy is growing. But this podcast is downloaded over 30,000 times every week. I've been approached by sponsors who want to advertise on the Alpha Male Coach podcast. Of course, I turn these offers down for obvious reasons. You guys know me. If you don't know me, (laughs) then I'll tell you right now that I'm really not into unconscious programming. I believe in each 
one of us waking up to the conscious higher self that exists in all of us, which is the alpha state. So I will never advertise on this podcast, no matter how much money these people want to pay me. Because I won't advertise to my family. You are my family. You are my sangha. You are my tribe. You are me and I am you. And therefore, all I offer you is opportunity. Since the very beginning, all I've ever offered you is the truth. I didn't say it would be pleasant. I didn't say it would be easy. I am only offering you the knowledge first and the experience second of what is. I am offering you an escape from the matrix. I am offering you an opportunity to remember who you are. I am offering you a way home. I am offering you a path of remembrance. I offer you a journey into your soul because I love you. You are my family and I love you. There is no other reason. My life has been a life of evolution. I had a hard childhood and an equally difficult early adulthood. And I know people say that all the time. I realize that. Those of you that are more close to me, those of you that have been in the academy and the tribe, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say hard childhood and difficult early adulthood. But I'm not here to compare my experience to anyone else's. I'm only telling you that I had to experience an incredible amount of pain. I had to be forged in the fires of suffering so I could learn how to heal and find my path home into my heart and back to my soul. And it was all necessary. It was all for me. It was a blessing in disguise. It was a gift of pain that drove me on a path to spiritual enlightenment. Brothers, at this point in my life, I have had experiences that can only be described as Christ consciousness. I have met my own Buddha nature. I have been washed in the light of Krishna. I have touched the heart of God and have dedicated my life both prior to these experiences and following these experiences to explaining these experiences and teaching the path for you to reach it for yourself because you won't find it outside yourself. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It always has been. It always will be. You won't find it in any books, courses, religions, schools, occupations, exercises, temples, Instagram mentors, or anywhere else in the world. You have it within you. It is there. It is always there. And when you find it there, within you, and you will, then you will see it everywhere in the world. Because the outer is a reflection of the inner. Everything is love. Everything is love. Everything is energy. Everything is perfect. Everything is for you. Everything is you. My mission in this life is to teach and to guide. It has been this way since over two decades. I came here again, (laughs) in human form, to teach and to guide. I am a spiritual guide, a guide for men to remember the truth of who they are so that they can be free from the change of the ego and live a life of joy and abundance. I will repeat as many times as I have to and in as many different ways as I need to the same thing over and over again. I love you so, so, so much. Your path is your own. And I will never rob a man from his destiny. If you choose to remain asleep in this lifetime, that is your destiny. And I will not interfere. I am not an evangelist. I do not force people to believe what I believe. I simply offer the truth. And when you are ready to hear it, you will hear it. He who has ears, let him hear. You guys know that. You've heard that. That's from Christianity. You know, the master said that. That is what that means. It means that when you're ready, you will hear it and you will wake up. But I will not shake you awake. I will not force you out of your bed. That is how much I love you. I love you so much that I allow you to remain asleep. If that's what you choose, 
And when I return in the next life and you return in the next life, then maybe that is when we will meet again and you will make a different choice. And both choices are perfect because that is the way it is. Today, brothers, I'm going to offer you 12 attitudes of mastery that are for you to use in your spiritual practice of elevating your alpha state. These 12 attitudes are for you to study and meditate upon. These are discussed more fully in the academy and other programs that I offer, but I want to get into a little bit of them today. They are the attitudes of the highest self, and they align you with the all oneness, with the source, with the universe of energy. Or, for those of you who've grown up in a religion, they align you with God. And you know I don't usually use the word God due to the connotation most people have with it. However, I realize that in order to explain the fullness of this philosophy, in order for you to really understand intellectually the truth, it makes sense to use the word God because it floats through our common vernacular. Okay, brother, so here we go. Here are the 12 attitudes of mastery and offer that you experiment with making them a part of your way of life. Number one, love. Love is recognizing the truth of the all oneness. It all begins with love, brothers. It really does. Everything is love. Everything is love. Literally, everything is love. And this is what this means. Everything is love. Everything is love. Love. There is nothing that is not love. Everything is held together with love. Everything is an offering of love. And I know what your mind says. I know because I've been there. It says, well, but coach, what about XYZ? Of course, your mind wants to fight with its position of duality. This is the illusion. We don't live in a world of duality. We live in an illusion of duality. We exist in a dream of separation. And just like when we wake up in our beds and the dream is over, it's the same that when we die in this world and the dream ends, we wake up in our beds of oneness. Everything is one. Science has proven this, and yet we continue in our illusion of fear and suffering and scarcity. It's wild to me. Everything is one. You are everything and everything is you. Every spiritual master has said this over and over again. And of course, you might not have been taught that this is what they said, but they did. You probably were brought up in a religion. And because you were brought up in a religion, you didn't pay attention to any of the other religions. Furthermore, you probably don't know what these masters actually said. You only know what the institutions of control wanted you to believe they said. And I'm not being judgmental or cynical here. I'm simply making an observation based on my experience with dozens of religions and hundreds of variations within those religions. Everything is one, brothers. Everything is one. Everything. Everything is one and everything is love. That is what they taught the masters, the spiritual masters, and that's what science later proved. Everything is one, and that oneness is love. There is only love. And when you really understand and recognize the truth of the all oneness, when you recognize the truth that there is one source, one totality, one energy field, one God, one formless eternity of infinity that we are all a part of and can never be separate from, then you will realize that you are me and I am you. And when we harm or cause to harm anyone or anything, we are doing it to ourselves. We are harming ourselves. This will create a feeling of love to rise up within you. When you realize this, when you realize when we harm others, we harm ourselves, you will no longer harm anyone. You will love everyone and everything. You will love your enemies, as one of our masters said. 
You will love others as you love yourself, because you and they are one. You will treat animals with love. You will treat plants with love. You will treat your food with love. You will treat your body with love. You will treat all things with love. You will love all things, whether they are molecular, whether they are inanimate, whether they have no life, right? Whether they're rocks or plastics or metals or whether they're cellular, whether they're flora or fauna. You will love all things. You will see and feel love everywhere because everything is love. Everything is one, and the recognition that everything is one is love. That's number one. Now, the rest of these I'm going to go through a little bit quicker because there are 12 of them, (laughs) and we have very little time on this podcast. But like I said, I'm going to go into all of these much more deeply. I do go into all of these much more deeply in the academy. But number two is grace. Number one is love. Number two is grace. Remember, these are the 12 attitudes of mastery. Have an attitude of love. Having an attitude of love means recognizing the truth that everything is one. Having an attitude of grace means allowing the all oneness to be what it is, regardless of whether it suits you or not. That's grace, brothers. It's allowing. It's accepting. Allowing what is to be what is, whether or not you agree with it or not. It's living in perpetual forgiveness. What is anger? Let's talk about anger for a second, because I have talked about anger, and I want to bring anger up here. What is the algorithm of anger? When we look at the universal truth, and we look at the model of alignment, and we put anger in the F line, we put it in the F line for the feeling, we feel anger. What is in the T line? What are we thinking that creates the anger? The algorithm for anger is always the same. I've done thousands of models, okay, for myself and for others, as you can probably imagine. I've done thousands of these models of alignment. And the algorithm for anger is always the same. There's a circumstance, there's a thought, there's a feeling that's anger, and every single time what the thought is that creates anger is a rejection of the circumstance. It's always something that says the circumstance shouldn't be what it is. It's a resistance of what is. Anger is a feeling that's generated. It's an energy that comes from us when we resist what is. So what is the opposite of anger? The opposite of anger is grace. That is the opposite. When you accept what is, when you allow the all oneness to be what it is, regardless of whether it suits you or not, that is grace. That is the attitude of grace. And that is living in perpetual forgiveness of everything and everyone because you're allowing them to simply be, to simply express. Because whether they are conscious or not, it's all happening perfectly. And that's what the all oneness is. That's what the circumstance is. That's what we are living in. We are living in perfection. And when you allow that to happen, when you allow it to unfold, When you recognize it, number one, you're living in an attitude of love. And when you allow it to be what it is, you're living in an attitude of grace. Number three is gratitude. Love, grace, and gratitude. Number three is gratitude. And gratitude is appreciating the all oneness. It's knowing your aliveness. It's the appreciation of what is. Being grateful for everything. I've talked about gratitude very recently because gratitude has been a big message for me. It's been a big message. That is the heart of God. The heart of God is gratitude. The mind of God is creation. The mind of God is love. 
The heart of God is gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything because everything is for us. It's appreciating that the all oneness is for us. It is perfect. It is love. It's the appreciation of that. It's knowing that being alive, being a human being, being a spiritual being, having a human experience means living in the all oneness and appreciating all of its perfection as it unfolds for you. Brothers, that is gratitude and it is so beautiful. So beautiful. Appreciating what is there for you in front of you giving to you always people get in this mindset this ego mindset that they don't have anything they're not giving enough that they're doing all the giving and they're not receiving anything and nothing could be further from the truth the truth is that we are always being given we could never give more than what we have been receiving we are always receiving we are always 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 receiving there's no way we could give more than what we receive because we're receiving all the time by the definition of being alive we are in a constant state of receiving and appreciating that being grateful for that being grateful to be alive oh my god it is so powerful it is such a powerful attitude it is such a powerful energy gratitude that's number three number four is reverent respect which is acknowledging and giving to the all oneness. The all oneness is constantly giving. It's constantly giving to us. That's what I'm saying. That's what gratitude is. We're in a constant state of receiving. But reverent respect is the giving back. It's the acknowledging that it is here for us. Yes, it is here. Gratitude is appreciating and saying thank you. Reverent respect is acknowledging that it's there and giving back to it. That is the respect. We have to have respect for our lives, respect for our experiences, respect for each other, respect for our world, our planet, our flora, our fauna, our rocks, our stones, our everything. It's respect. It's reverent respect through the acknowledging and giving back to the all oneness. Number five is responsibility. Responsibility means co-creating with serving and being able to respond to the all oneness that's our responsibility now again what we're talking about here are the 12 attitudes so i want to explain this this is different than reverent respect reverent respect as an attitude is being respectful to the all oneness it's the recognizing or it's the acknowledging of it the recognizing the truth of it is love because then we're in a perpetual state of love we know we are love because it is love and we are it but reverent respect is being in that state of respect by acknowledging and giving the responsibility that we have the responsibility as an attitude that we can cultivate is knowing that we are co-creating with the all oneness. We are a part of it with our minds, with our consciousness. We are co-creating with this force, with this energy field that we are serving it and we are serving it through our essence of love. And we're being able to respond to it. We respond to what it gives us. We're in a state of giving and receiving. That's our responsibility. And I've talked about responsibility in form of consciousness. With great power comes great responsibility. Why? Because the consciousness is our power. We manifest with our consciousness, and that requires responsibility because of our co-creation. We are creating with the all-oneness. The all-oneness 
allows for our freedom of choice. It allows for our free will. But that requires our responsibility. <laughs> because whatever we choose to activate our consciousness through will become a part of the physical plane of the all oneness. That is a huge responsibility. That's number five. Number six is trust. And that's knowing the power of the all oneness. Trust was another big message that came through for me this week when I was working with the shaman because during one of the experiences I had, there was a huge amount of trust that was vibrating through me. And that trust is almost like a reset. It's a reset in the knowing. That's what it is. It's the knowing the power of the all oneness. It's trust. Always be in that state of trust. Because what happens when we fear? When we fear, we're knowing in the lack of power of the all oneness, right? The opposite of trust is fear. When we don't trust, we don't trust in the power, we don't have a trusting knowing of the power of the all oneness, we get into a fear. We start to be afraid because we don't know that there is this power. We don't know that there is this loving presence all around us and through us and a part of us. Trust. When we can fall into trust, we can really set our backs into trust. We can really put our minds, totality, in the attitude of trust. We have completely reset our world because then we know the power of the all oneness. So trust is number six. And really, quite frankly, maybe we should move that up a bit. But I'm going to recap very quickly, brothers, because we're halfway through. We have love, number one. Grace, number two, gratitude is number three. Number four is reverent respect. Number five is responsibility. Number six is trust, and that's knowing the power of the all oneness. Number seven is accountability. This is an attitude of mastery for you in your highest self, for your alpha state. This is one of the attitudes of the alpha state. And accountability is being in a state of truth with the all oneness. It's being accountable for who you are. You are accountable for your alpha state. Being in that state of truth, being in that state of the alpha. When you are acting outside of accountability, when you are not being accountable for who you are, you're acting unconsciously. You're in your beta condition. You're asleep. Whatever you want to call it. Asleep, unconscious, beta condition, you know, conditioning, programming, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. All the same. You're not acting accountable. And what happens when we don't act accountable? We end up wanting to make apologies. We end up wanting to come back and do things over again. We start telling ourselves stories of mistakes. We start having regrets because we're not being in a state of truth with the all oneness. Now, of course, apologies, mistakes, you know, these are stories because everything happens perfectly. Everything's always unfolding perfectly for us. When we're not in our alpha state, when we're not acting with accountability, that's also for us. It's for us to remember so we can see who we're not in order to remember who we are. So it's still perfect. But to be in accountability, to have an attitude of accountability means to practice, means to focus, means to aim, means to have an intention of being in a state of truth with the all oneness. And that leads us into number eight, which is impeccability which is upholding and protecting the all oneness. 
Because once you experience that, brothers, once you experience your alpha state, once you experience a state of love and oneness, then upholding and protecting that is so important. Now, it's not as if you are protecting it because you are not separate from it. But it's being impeccable in your behavior. It's being impeccable in your actions. It's being impeccable in your attitudes. It's upholding and protecting that state of being that is your alpha state living in the all oneness. That's why impeccability is a part of the 12. And it's, by the way, very quickly here before we go into the last four, it's not a coincidence that there are 12 attitudes of mastery, right? There are 12 signs of the zodiac. There are 12 months of the year. There are 12 disciples of the master Christ. I mean, 12 is the number. There are 12 attitudes of mastery. Number nine is mindfulness. And mindfulness is loving, nurturing, and being attentive to the all oneness because that's what the mind is for. That's what the mind is for. What is the mind? The mind is how we engage with the consciousness, how we engage with the conscious realm, the mental plane. And what is the mental plane for? <laughs> the mental plane is for loving and nurturing and being attentive. That's what it's for. It's for understanding. It's for having an intellectual concept, having an intellectual experience of love. Love is a vibration. Love is an energy. Like love is like a color. It's like blue. Actually, we'd call it more like white, right? Because white is all colors. It's like white light. That's what love is. But it's a vibration. It's a vibration. It's an energy that moves through us. How do we know love? We know it through our consciousness, through our mindfulness. How do we nurture love? How do we nurture compassion? How do we nurture gratitude? How do we nurture trust? Mindfulness. How do we be attentive to what is? How do we be attentive to the illusion of the duality so that we can experience the oneness through our consciousness, through our mind? It's mindfulness. It's one of the attitudes that we want to cultivate as our highest self. Number 10 is fearlessness. Now, we've talked about fear many times on this podcast, and I talk about it in the academy as well. Fear has no more place in the human experience. And I say that almost hesitantly, almost hesitantly, because I know that people will argue that. People will say, well, fear keeps us alive. No, it doesn't. Love keeps us alive. Fear prevents us from living. I'm not talking about the fear that we have when we're about to jump out of a plane without a parachute, right? You know, because who does that? People don't do that. You have afraid of heights? Well, why do you have afraid of heights? Well, I'm afraid I'm going to die. Well, afraid of death is not the same as dying because once we die, again, we wake up to the oneness, right? We wake up to the truth. We only die from the illusion. Fearlessness is recognizing the eternal, infinite nature and unconditional love of the all oneness. That's so what I'm saying, like, what is the opposite of trust? The opposite of trust is fear. That's why fear has no more place in the human experience. As spiritual beings, there is no fear. We only experience fear as humans because we are disconnected from the truth. We're disconnected from trust. We're disconnected from the all oneness. Fearlessness is one of the attitudes of mastery, brothers. I would offer that you begin to train fearlessness. Not in a reckless way. I'm not talking about going and running a bunch of red lights. 
in a Ferrari or something like that. Like I'm not saying that putting yourself in danger. I'm talking about recognizing the eternal, infinite nature and unconditional love of the all oneness, the unconditional love of the source that everything is happening for you, that there is nothing to be afraid of in this experience. Nothing. FDR said, the only thing to fear is fear itself. And he was so brilliant in that message. The only thing we ever have to fear is fear itself. And even that we don't need to fear because fear is nothing but a vibration. It's nothing but an illusion. Fearlessness as an attitude is recognizing the eternal, infinite nature and unconditional love. Unconditional love. Because the all oneness is love. Number 11 is engaged detachment. And this is going to be tough for some people. Engaged detachment. Engaged detachment is permitting the all oneness to be without assigning critique, condemnation, or value judgment. It's understanding the isness of and validating the all oneness. And I know that's difficult for people. That was probably difficult for you at the beginning of this podcast. It's probably difficult for you at the beginning of this podcast when I said everything is love. Your mind probably jumped to the first critique condemnation or value judgment it could well this is wrong this is evil this is bad we don't want these we don't want this happen we don't want that happening that's not love that's hate that's your mind that's your ego living in illusion and engaged detachment means being engaged with the all oneness but being detached from your judgments being detached from your condemnations your critiques that have come from your own conditioning it's permitting the all one is to be in its perfection without assigning critique, condemnation, or value judgment. It is a attitude of mastery that comes from your highest self, your highest, highest self. And in fact, it might be such a high self that you are not even ready to really understand it because your lower self is still in a state of judgment. It's still in a state of resistance. It may be resisting most of this podcast episode. It may be saying, no, this is wrong. What he's teaching is bad. It's evil. It's teaching all these weird things that, that aren't true. Like we have to fight against what's wrong. We have morals and we have ethics and we have to follow our morals and our ethics and our conditioning and our programming and all the things that we've been taught to believe are right and wrong because that's what that is. It's conditioning and programming. Morals are not morals. Morals are conditions. They are not set in stone, even though there are stories that tell us that they are. Our morals are simply stories. The truth is everything is happening for us. Everything is happening perfectly. We just have to see it. It's there. It's right there. It's right in front of you. It's always in front of you because it's within you. And because it's within you, when you feel it within you, when you experience within you, when you allow it to be released from within you, then you will love what you see because you are love. When you experience the love within you, you will love everything and you will see the love in everyone and everywhere. And that's part of engaged attachment. But I want to continue because there's only one left and it's joy. Joy is number 12. Joy is choosing to be the embodiment of the all oneness. Brothers, when we choose to be what it is that we are, we will live in a perpetual state of joy. We will be 
in joy. We will be of joy. We will feel the vibration and the energy of joy. Brothers, this is your wake-up call. And like I said, I'm not going to set an alarm for you. I'm not going to shake you out of bed. I'm not going to force you to rise from your sleep. I'm just whispering in your ear. I'm offering you a path to remembering your highest self. This is not something you will find outside yourself. It is and always has been within you. This probably resonates with you. Your soul is probably screaming at the top of its lungs right now to wake up. It depends on how strongly you've been conditioned. It depends on how strong your ego is. If you're strong in your ego, if you're strong in your conditioning, if you're strong in your convictions, then this may not resonate with you right now. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a couple of years and you've been breaking down those filters of illusion, then your soul is probably screaming right now for you to listen, for you to pay attention. Because you are a divine spirit experiencing a human form. You are love. You are free. So many humans live in a prison of the mind, a prison of conditioning. You don't have to work at a job you hate. You can do anything you want and create massive wealth. You can find your perfect match in female form. There is a way to do it. There is an energetic algorithm. All of your heart's desire is waiting for you when you choose to live your highest self. When you choose to wake up from the dream of illusion and experience yourself as a spiritual being. And I am not talking about renouncing the world and living in a cave or a monastery. I'm talking about living the life you choose to live once you're not under the spell of conditioning and the not-self-ego. Stop following the advice of others. I will never give you advice. I will only offer you the truth that lives within you. It is within you. You have it. You already have it. You've had it since the beginning. Your entire life you've been carrying it with you. It's there, brother. It's there. It's there within you. You have it. And when you're ready, you can enroll the academy and begin your journey of remembering and elevating your true self, your highest self, your alpha state. I love you, brother. I love you so much. And until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.